Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to episode 115 of the Classic Love Line Podcast. This episode comes to us from March 7th, 1996, a Thursday night show, with a guest filter. Adam and Drew open the show with talk of Adam's rare lingering cold. They have an intense uh, discussion about uh, the controversy over the Kevorkian case, and they're in strong agreement over the right to die. Filter joined the show after the first break, as is common with a lot of these early 1996 shows. The songs that were played were Hey Man, Nice Shot, and Dose, and the lead singer Richard Patrick does indeed reference his brother Robert Patrick, star of Terminator 2, who played the T-1000, while discussing an anecdote regarding the song Hey Man, Nice Shot. There's an intense, uh, heavy, as Adam would put it, Bud Dwyer conversation. And Adam goes on an early rant about nudity versus violence in media, essentially the earliest form of his blurred-out nudity on Survivor rant. Adam seems to really love the guys, and there's an early audio recording discussion about using a Mac in a home studio. It's very dated, but it's an interesting step in the evolution that eventually led to this very podcast. This is an episode we've been searching for for almost 20 years, now presented to you. And as per usual, it's recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathward on Modern Day Love Line, 1-800-LOVE. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. Mahalo. It's Thursday. Let me give the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. I'm going to translate that. 1-800-568-3191. The fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Thank you. Uh, good night. And you're still sick. <laughs> still a little bit, but I'm. you know what? I, I kicked it out. I, I exercised it. I felt, you know, I really felt myself yesterday. Uh-huh. I, like, started to heat up and started to sweat, and I felt it. It's called like, a fever. I, oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's a fever. And well, so when you, you get know sick. everything. And when you get sick, the thing you do is not exert yourself. It's rest. I can't help it. Yeah. It's all the coffee and uh, cold medication has me uh, beaked up. Well, like, how'd you sleep last night? Oh, horribly. You bounced off the walls again. Oh, I slept for three hours. Yeah. I had to get up at uh, oh. 5.15. Right, this right, right, right. Oh, just right. hell. Right. Hell. Right. You know, hold on. Let me say it again. Hell. I hate that. Nice. But it's Thursday. This is it. Yeah. We got the guys from Filter coming in here in a few minutes. We're going to have a great show, and then I'm going to go home and just be me. <laughs> but first. Yeah, please. I want to talk to you a second about Kevorkian. Oh, yeah, this yeah. guy's back in the news. Yeah, but it, I, I, unfortunately, I did not read the headline this morning. The only times I saw that uh, there had been some adjudication about assisted suicide. Right. Which he, I think is, you need to know that that basically we do that anyway in sort of a unofficial way. I mean, right? You put the pillow over a couple no, old folks' no, heads. No, but you give, you give on, people Drew. enough pain medication to keep them comfortable. And you don't pay attention to the consequences. You, you accept the consequence. One of the consequences could be death, and somebody's already turned. Meaning, they're banging on the nurse ringer, and she's just smoking a cigarette. No, 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 no. If they bang on the nurse ringer, they administer themselves more pain medicine if they want. If that's what it takes to make them more comfortable, the the fact is, though, if we're able to really do sort of some kind of ethically judged to be assisted suicide, we can really study it and make death a, a comfortable, dignified process rather than something we kind of. You know, don't even talk about it. I just came up with this. I know it sounds morbid, but here's what we do. All right. 
we t- we time them in some event. Like if you can't cover, let's say, a quarter mile in you know under twenty minutes, you're out. Okay, Adolf. <laughs> right. Yes, and we only keep the blondes. Right, right, right. Yeah, it'll be like kind of a, a Logan's. Right? It'll be Adam's Run. Adam's Run. All right. You have oh, to what cover would that, a quarter what would mile. That world be like. Oh, Think about that. Are you kidding? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I would genetically terrible. engineer all the mutants right out of this society. We'd have nothing but busty, smart, fast-talking, right. loose women and a bunch of short, bald, fat guys, so I looked like the emperor. Right, right, right. But all I'm saying is this Kevorkian's in Michigan, right. and they drag his ass into court every other week now, yeah. and God knows how much money, yeah. how much taxpayer money right. they're squandering, and I use that word because I mean it, on this case. Yeah. He goes in there, he beats it, he shows him a videotape, yeah. but the guy giving a testimonial, you know, a day before he died, saying, yes, I, I, I would like to contract Dr. Kevorkian to come and end my life. Right. I'm miserable. The wife waves by, and boom, they throw the case out. But it's costing millions of dollars, and I think it's a weird, pent-up religious thing. Mm. I, mean, does the, I mean, does the government need that much control that they have to... Is it that, <clears throat> or is it the people that operate our legal system need to flex their their well, authority I, I think they just don't like the way it sounds this guy's right. Uh, right. you know he's killing terminally right. ill so people they, they've got to tell you got to drag him in as is typically the case the government has to tell you and tell other professionals who spend their lives dedicated to a practice how you're going to behave right and yeah but they would choose just to let's just nurse this miserable guy yes. along right he won't even remember because god the forbid, last year god forbid the individual should be given the right to make these kinds of choices yeah there has to be a system and somebody else got to make those choices for you because you're not capable of those kinds of choices. It's so pathetic. Yeah. I mean, that is. I mean, really... I, I, I sound a little bit radical when I say things like that, but I, but it, I, I understand that it can be gone. It can go too far. But for God's sake, let's make guidelines and, and you know forces that make people behave properly. But let's not absolutely demand behavior because we. Yeah, but the up. same morons who are who are talking about freedom to carry a gun and freedom. Freedom to you know uh, live by the Constitution, uh-uh. all this. They don't believe in this, and this no, is I disagree. the ultimate I think freedom. I think it's the opposite. Oh, you think the liberals don't want this? Yes. Are you nuts? Those no. pot smoking, sandal making, long haired liberals are against. I, you're way off on this right, one, wait, Drew. Tonight, maybe we'll finally get some political commentary from our listeners. Right? I doubt it. Right. Jessica. Yeah. Hi. Um. This is for Doctor Drew. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's like. I, okay, for the last five years, my period's been really regular. Regular. Yeah, very regular, like every 30 days, mm-hmm. you know, give or take one day. Right. And, like, last month, I was a week early. And this month, I was two weeks early, and I had no symptoms whatsoever. It just suddenly happened. Yeah. Any chance you're pregnant? I have no clue. I mean, I have been sexually active, but... Okay, have you been using protection? Not all the time. Then guess what? What? Then that would be my first concern. Okay. That you either have a pregnancy or, more importantly, a tubal pregnancy, which oh. can cause bleeding, even without pain initially. Okay. No, what, what is a tubal? That's where it doesn't make it all the way up or it down? It doesn't make it all the way down. It stays up in the fallopian tubes. I knew it wasn't over. No, it's not. <laughs> but, but she may have that. Yeah, I mean, and plus you've been sexually active, and that changes your cycling. Are you on any medications? No. Any vitamins or anything like that? No. You've been under stress lately? Changing your diet? No. Exercise levels? No. I mean, these are all things that can affect your cycle. But I, that, that's how delicate the female cycling can be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something that's rigidly you know, etched in stone every month. But, uh, but the, thing, the concern here, the, the, the paramount concern is, A, you may be pregnant, and B, you're carrying on without using proper protection. Jessica. Yeah. You're having sex. Yeah. 
your uh, your birth control use is spotty at best. Mm-hmm. You're missing your period, and and it's a big. Oh no no I'm not missing. Too early. It's happening early. early. Oh it's happening early. Right. Yeah. Well then. She, uh-huh. But the bleeding may not be menstruation. Ah. So. Uh huh. Hence the tubal. Right. Uh-huh. Or or even just a regular pregnancy. Okay. Jessica. All right. So what should she do? Go to a doctor? Got to see a doctor, Jessica. Okay. And, yeah, sorry about that. And in, in the course of doing so, maybe discuss with that person what you should do for contraception, all right? That would be a good conversation for Jessica to have. Yes. Ursula. Yes. You're on Loveline. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You're going to bitch me out. Who is? You are. I will not. Okay, promise? I'm putting my kid gloves on and my uh, Crown Royal sack over my tongue. Go ahead, Ursula. Oh, that'll give you cotton mouth. I'm going to start yelling at you if you don't if you don't start piping up, though. Okay. I just have a problem with I don't I I know how, but I just I've been with my husband now. We got married in November, but we've been together for nine years, and I just can't I don't know what the deal is, but I'm I've been unfaithful to him too many times. How many times? I don't know how many times. A, a rough estimate, a round number. Um, ten times. Does he know about any of these or all of these? Um, yeah. And what? How does he react to this? Well, one time, okay, we ju- we just got married this last November. Been married for eight, yeah. six months. Yeah, but been... she was unfaithful during the nine years. Yeah, during the nine years. I see. So, I mean, when your husband is watching a basketball game. He's seeing the five guys from each team run up and down the court. That is as many men as you've been unfaithful with. Correct. But listen, you're not, you're, you're kid gloves. But, but they're all... Oh, yeah. Crown Royal, sir. All right, like good. His friends. Because one time, well... They're all first, his friends? Yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. The first, the first time, um, you know, I, like, kicked him out just because of... Just to be a B.I., I guess. So I could be with this guy, and then I, and then I can't stand the thought of him being with anybody else but me. I hate it. I cannot even think of that. Well, let's forget about the specifics of how these things occurred and who they were with and that sort of thing. But let's talk about the whys. I what? know, but I'm just trying to tell you that, you know, the first time I left him, I mean, I made him leave. I couldn't. As soon as I found out he was with somebody, I moved to another state, and I found out he somebody moved in with him. I called him up and I said, "Make her move out." You can't stand it. And he made her move out. Yeah. And well, Ursula. Look, Ursula. Why did you get married? Because I love him, and oh. I can't be without him. Yeah. But I don't know. I just get. But I mean, you you can't be without him like a heroin addict can't be without his rig. I know that's really sad. It is. It's not because not I healthy. It's sad. It sucks. It bums me out because I can't stand the thought of him being with anybody. But you I got can't. that. Is there are there other kinds of dysfunction in your relationship? Does he struck you or anything of that sort? No, no. He's yeah. just like he's too good to me, and I don't know what right. it is. So well, that that I think sometimes yeah. I, I okay. always blame it on the fact that you were sexually abused when you were a child. Wrong. No. What do you no, blame that, it on? That um, my dad. I've never known my father. He, and I know that he had four girls, you know, right after I was born. And he's completely ignored me my whole life. I'm 33 years old. Okay, so you need attention from men. 
Yeah, and it's just like a private. Yeah, but the fact is, though, when you get it, when there's somebody there and available to you in an intimate way, if, if he is, which I suspect he is, at least to some degree, you have to sabotage that. You can't stay with it. You can't hang with it. You have to do something to screw it up. It's too painful for you to be actually be close to somebody, probably it because... Is. And I, I put him through hell, and I feel so bad about well, it. I don't know this kind of chaos, is. you're going to keep raining down on your relationship unless you do something to change you. Yeah. I know. I've been, I've been going to counseling, and I've been just good. been trying to get my act together. All right, good. That's all. I mean, that's it. That's all yeah, you can do. I know, but it's just like sometimes I don't know if it's a sexual thing because I get really turned on with them when I'm with other guys, but I've never been able to have an orgasm with anybody else but him. Yeah, but the sexual thing for a lot of people is just a sort of a manifestation of a of of, of a sickness. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it 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 starts off as a thought and it moves down to your crotch, but you have to sort of nip it somewhere around your neck. <laughs> Before, before I know, it gets downstairs. Well, you're going to you're going to counseling you're, now, you're, right? You're, sounds like you're doing some things to make change, and that's. that's well, I'm trying to. I'm just um, being more blunt with you that I can be with my counselor because face to face with somebody that, is too hard for me. Well, to but out. you need to have an honest relationship. That's what therapy is about. And the more you can open with that person, the more effective that therapy is going to be. So don't sabotage that too. All right? I know. I'm trying not to. It's just that it's so hard because it is I hard. promised myself after we look, got married. When, look, Ursula, when you establish that closeness with your therapist, guess what? That same pain that you experience in your closeness with your husband is going to resurface, and you're going to have to deal with that, right? That's what therapy is about. I know, but so I'm don't quit, don't keep screwing that up. Ursula, Ursula, Ursula. Tell me. Open up to the therapist. Open up to your husband. Well, open I up can't to. Because for one thing. Ursula, Ursula. She's a woman. It's hard for me to open up to a woman. Look, you have a reason for everything. Makes you're sense. fooling around with your uh, on your husband ten times because your dad didn't give, give you enough attention. You can't open up to your therapist because she's a woman, and it's a good thing she's a woman. Right. Lord knows what would be going on in there. Yeah, Ursula, I know how Ursula, you that. know the answer. Just open up and get better. Derek. Yeah, hi. Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Derek. Hey, Derek. You guys are both geniuses. I've got a couple questions for Doctor Drew. One of them is uh, I need some clarity on the marijuana situation. All right. I'm definitely an addict by the way you describe it, but you also say that after ten years, there's a decrease in. It, it the, tends uh, to. And some people go on and on and on without that happening, uh, but the the, the the sort of average syndrome is somewhere between one and actually twenty years is sort of the spectrum. The the euphoric effects tend to wear off, and people get increasingly depressed with time. And they just sort of switch over because they're, they're used to seeking something to feel better, and they kind of switch over to something else, usually alcohol or speed. Yeah, I've had that uh, decrease, and I've gone completely off it. Oh, good. Well, you, let me uh, a warning, a caveat about that is that for the first six months after you stop, there's usually tremendous depression. Yes. Tremendous. And in fact, with an overwhelming amount of suicidal thoughts. Uh, not, absolutely. It's yeah. also stored in my body fat, and I've been going on a diet. So. Well, the pot will come back out with that, but that's not a made. If you're used to being exposed to it every day, that's, that's a nominal amount of pot. Yeah, a little it, fat dripping's not going to kill you when you've been sucking on a bong for 20 years. It's, it's the. It's well put. It's the. Uh, it's the withdrawal from the drug. It's the. It's the negative conditioning effects on the brain of being without it that creates these tremendous mood problems, and they go on for about six months. So you actually, uh, if somebody's been smoking pot for 10 years, I usually suggest they stop only if they're being supervised by a doctor who understands this stuff. Yeah, I was worried about that because you said you've always talked about recovery being a corollary to it, and I 
or recovery program, and I've done nothing like that. I, but I don't feel any urges to do it. All right. I, I, look, I, I don't say always or, you know, you have to to anything. It's just that you, let's say you had a pneumonia that was very serious. Sure. And you came to me, and, you know, I, I advised you to take seven days or ten days of a certain antibiotic, and you said, well, I'll take two days. Well, you know what? You might get better, but the probability is you'll get worse or the pneumonia will recur or you have some serious consequences, but that those are your choices. Derek? Yeah. You have another question? Yeah, the other question is about these penile enlargement surgeries. Do they? Do you know about them? Do they actually work, or is that just uh, Didn't I hear the guy that, I, I guess we can't really talk about this, can we? If, if somebody's being, allegedly somebody out here was in trouble for doing those operations. Yeah, yeah. Got a doctor who's being indicted for that. Yeah, he had, <clears throat> he worked at, out of Los Angeles, but he had offices on the uh, East Coast and really? all over the country. Wow. And people would go, people like would just staff these offices, but none of the surgeries would go on. And people would show up, have a consultation, then they'd fly over to him. And he'd do like 10 surgeries a, a day or a week or some absurd number. He did like, I don't know, 30 wow. or 50,000. This guy has probably added next to 15 miles to the male genitalia if you if you really unfolded his career. Uh, Derek. Yeah. So here's the way they do it. They cut that ligament, right? Oh, is at that the, what they do? At the base that's of the, the penis. Right? right. That's for the lengthening. And the, the girthening, if that's a word, is they add, uh, they do like a fat injection. How do you know so much about this? How do you know so much about this? You know why I've been sick, Doc? Oh, yeah. I've been under the knife. <laughs> There's a guy under the con uh, yeah. console right now working on my penis. Does this stuff work? It, in, it, well, can I continue? Yeah, you're an expert. I should write some kind of... I, I, should, I, I should author some sort of book. Yeah. Your Penis and You by Adam Carolla. Derek, yeah. it, apparently it does add to it, but the thing is, is it, it, like the fat doesn't always take... And I know I'm not a doctor, but it, but I've been told I have doctor friends, more than just Drew, by the way. I'm sorry you're jealous about that, Drew, but I do get outside the studio. And she was telling me that when fat is injected, it, it needs to be grafted. It needs like a blood supply. Right, right. And so apparently this is just injected into the penis. And I, <laughs> There you go. And I don't know if it lasts forever. It does get some length, but then it falls down. It's like you could pull your... Uh, like like a basketball hoop, you know, out of the ground a little bit, the pole, and you could get another foot out of it, but if a wind came along, it would crush somebody, which is a dream of mine, by the way. <laughs> so it's, it's a bad idea, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, why? why? Derek, come on. How you hung? Pretty poorly. Yeah, but you know, it's 5.1 now. Yeah, they keep on lowering, and I'm actually yeah. above average now. But yeah, yeah, another... I, I don't buy that. I don't, you know, I don't get that. Reaction. Five point. Well, what do you mean you don't buy it? I've made wallpaper out of that statistic. Are you kidding? It's all over my bedroom ceiling. <laughs> I have one of those big flashing signs, like they have, like at Rockefeller Center or, or Times Square. Five point one. It just, just keeps going around. Tell the women I meet that because uh, they don't seem to uh, have the same experience there. So ah, uh, just do a good job on them, Derek. Come on, you know what to do. I do a good job. Get down there, would you? <laughs> All right. All right. And speaking of penises, Gary. Yeah. Hey, you're on the love line. Hey, Adam. Yes. Apparently, that guy Derek must have been seeing his dad when he was little, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was my theory last night. I, I'll never right, forget. Right. It. I was listening to. Hey, I'm right, aren't I, Gary? You're exactly. Have you right. ever seen your dad nude? Yeah. When you were young? Yes. Biggest penis in the world, right? Not really. <laughs> really? Not really. Oh, geez, that's got a smart. <laughs> yeah. I got two questions. Yeah. First one's for Dr. Drew. Um, two years ago, I had a vasectomy. 
and now when I have intercourse with my fiance, it hurts. Right. Tremendously. Right. I've heard people complain. Really? Yeah. Yes. Bad. Right in the in, in the wheelhouse. Uh. Right in the wheelhouse. Wow. Right in there. Yeah, you know, Mike. Uh, enough to make me bend over. Mike, the uh, one nut wonder engineer, is not in tonight, so we can't get him. We can't pipe him in and get his input into this one. I'm sorry, but <laughs> okay. uh, continue. You said you said you had two questions. And the second question is for um, Adam. Yes. What is the fascination with penises? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, I am so secure with my own masculinity that I'm able to speak freely about other penises a- wow. and my own. It must also be, if, if that's your explanation, that you are not secure about any other topic. Exactly. Because that's all you talk about. Well, that's true. What are we, what, this is this is Loveline. We're we going to talk about the ozone depletion. No, 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 no. But, Gary, really, no. every one of these questions, and I don't care what it is, always comes back to the groin. What? Because I For bring you? it there. Yeah, right. All right. So which came first, the chicken or the host? The host. The host. <laughs> All right, Gary. Thanks. Hey, for... hey, Gary, see a urologist about that pain. There, there are some things that can be done sometimes to help with that. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks for making light of my obsession, and we'll be back with filter after this. Love line will be right back, and if you're not here, we'll hunt you down and shoot you in the head. Just kidding. Remember when you had to listen to radio programs on their schedule? But with this podcast, life is better because you get to listen on your schedule. But what about backing up your computer files at home or at work? What's your schedule look like there? You don't need to schedule that either, as long as you have Carbonite. Carbonite backs up your files to the cloud for you automatically whenever you're connected to the Internet. You can try it for yourself free right now at Carbonite.com. There's no credit card required. Plus, if you use offer code LOVELINE, you get two bonus months with your purchase. That's Carbonite.com, offer code LOVELINE. Oh, yes, indeed. We are back with the guys from Filter, but let me give the phone number out real fast. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with Richard Patrick and Brian Leesgang from Filter, and you guys are in the middle of a tour, but you're taking a break now to play a couple of dates. Yep. We're going to do some shows. We're doing a show in Vegas day after tomorrow, and we play... Tomorrow at the American Legion Hall, which is sold out, uh, so we're not going to dwell on that. We won't promote it shamelessly. But where are you guys playing in Vegas? Uh, area Fifty One or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, Area Fifty One. Rich and I had this thing at the beginning of the tour. We get these books called itineraries, tell you where you're going, and we always lose them like the second day. And so it's like every day when we get off stage, they have a little sign saying you're going to Tucson next or wherever, and we never. That's the only... Right, but you're on tour. You're just in a drunken, drug-induced stupor, and you go where your handlers tell you to go. Am I right? I know the rock and roll world. You got us big. No, that's not entirely true. All right. I didn't mean to be insulting this fast into the show. Damn. Hey, everyone knows rock and roll is just booze, babes, and, you know, blow. Yeah, and uh, what, what would radio be? Uh, bad shirts, fat guys, unsightly facial hair, smelly microphones, uh, cold coffee... Etc. And surly producers. 
So that's my life. Certainly good word. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll try to work it in later on. <laughs> now, you guys are on tour with uh, White Zombie. Yes. Yep. So we had Rob Zombie in here, uh, was it about four months ago or something like that? About that. What kind of advice did he offer? <laughs> Drew's become my Ed McMahon. Yes. Didn't you think You're right. Was, didn't you think it was weird when Rob just, like, brought that goat in and, like, killed it and drank the blood and ate the heart? Didn't that just, like, freak yeah. you out? Yeah. Yeah. We're still, uh, you don't even want to know what he did with the testicles. <laughs> We're still mopping up. <laughs> there was some kind of big FCC fine that's, uh, that was levied because of that. <laughs> no, he's a relatively normal guy for a guy named Rob Zombie. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's into, nice. like... You know, he's got sort of that, you know, persona. You know, I mean, he's he doesn't smile too much, but... They're really fun to tour with, actually. Are they? I mean, you get all this, like, we played Bristol, Tennessee, some godforsaken place, and uh, I think uh, there were these protesters, Christianity, and right. like, blah, 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 but there were bomb threats and dogs sniffing out for, you know, stuff around. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think there would be, like, an angry lynch mob nah, waiting out. You know, it's like John, the drummer, and I, we watch, like, Bulls-Knicks games together. You know, these guys are pretty normal. But they, they just don't look normal. Well, you know. But you guys are going to Europe with uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Indeed. And when is that? That starts next month, actually. So that's got to be exciting. You're going to be all over uh, there? Yeah, we're pff, eight weeks. You ever been there before? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. What's that? Touring Europe is like... Uh, you might as well just... <laughs> is it because of the bad toilet paper? No, it's, it's They don't... I mean, ice. Ice. They don't they, have they ice. They don't have ice. I could make a million dollars if I Want just a warm beer? They yeah, they have warm, flat beer. Warm, flat beer, a dirty dressing room with, like, a toilet without, like, a seat. You have to squat over a hole. It's and really weird, the whole of... bathroom thing in Europe, if you think about it, because they have the bidet. They have the bidet. And that's, like, a real advancement. I mean, we don't even use the bidet here. But they don't, but they the don't use toilet paper or have toilet seats. No. I think guys are really getting screwed in Europe when it comes to number two. <laughs> I think anyone's getting screwed when it comes to number two. <laughs> In Europe, yeah, definitely. All right, so we're going to go to the phones, and you guys are going to jump in. And uh, Brian's a philosophy major, so uh, hopefully he can impart some uh, half-baked, like, Nietzscheism or something <laughs> to some Smoking confused pot, caller. Man. All yeah. right, here we go. Jessica. Hi. Um, this is, like, about, like, the Dr. Kevorkian thing you guys were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's, like, a case. I'm from Minnesota. And there's a case where an Austin farmer injected his cow with the cancer virus when it was pregnant. And, like, they took the first milk, you know, that the cow has, and then they gave it to people. And it cured the cancer, and he has, like, documented um, documented this and stuff. Well, guess and what? What? <laughs> first first thing is that nobody's ever isolated a virus cancer. A cancer. Virus. Right. Well, no, it's cancer not. virus. So. It, he, the tissue, I mean. Yeah, but Doc, this guy's a dairy farmer. Come on. Who knows more about biochemistry than a dairy farmer? I got a car that runs on water. <laughs> you... Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, driver. Whoa, where is that? And so what, what is your what is the point anyway, Jessica? Well, so what I'm wondering is the AMA and everything was after them and everything, and I'm just wondering. The AMA is just a group of guys that do like have political lobby. Play they? golf yeah. and they uh, have no screw around on their wives they, when they, when Dow sends them to uh, Maui for the weekend. They have no impact on research or uh, you know how people conduct themselves in the okay. practice of medicine. And people but, have this idea that somehow. That physicians are, are restricted by some organizations it just isn't the case. Okay, well, no, it's Je Jessica. Yes. Jessica. Yes. Bat boy is back. Jessica, this isn't one of the voices in your head. This voice is coming from the radio. Now listen very carefully. Listening. <laughs> listen. 
cancel your subscription to the Inquirer. Or the Weekly World News. Or the Weekly World News and read a real important paper like USA Today. Okay. Or the Christian Science Monitor. Or even a comic book, for Christ's sake. All right? Okay. All right. Those are the kind of calls we get. She's from Minnesota. I, I grew up there. Did you I really? like Minnesota. We're about Rochester. Wow. I'm thinking her brain is going to thaw out in another few months, and she'll <laughs> Still be back on her feet. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, Janelle? Janelle? Janelle. All right. Hi, guys. Hey. How you doing? Hi, Filter. Hey. Hi, Janelle. I have a... I need some advice from you, fine gentlemen. Ooh. I started dating a woman about a month and a half ago, and I'd like to tell my parents, but don't know how to go about doing that. Don't. Tough one. Jeez, I would be... Horrified. Especially at 18. Is it important? I mean, to you? Well, I'm pretty close to my dad, and I don't want to keep it from him. I mean, you know, there's lots of time to tell him or get, you know, get used to your new identity. How, how long you know you've been gay? Well, I've been pretty comfortable with the idea of being bisexual since about ninth grade. But now you're gay. Well, I don't know. With women, it's a little less of a commitment than men, people say. It sometimes. certainly is. There's nothing in them. It's just a little, you know, grabbing. It's it's all this. It's all the nice stuff. It, it's a commitment when someone sneaks up behind you. You know, <laughs> that's a commitment. It's always a commitment. Uh, Janelle, mm-hmm. here's the deal, and here's what I think the filter boys are saying. <laughs> you don't mind me calling you that. Well, here's... Kenny Dale Johnson, the drummer for uh, Chris Isaac's band, calls us the two filters. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can refer you to us as, as... Okay, we'll call them the two filters. Why tell your dad something or your parents something that, A, they're probably not going to be excited about, and B, may not even be set in stone yet with you? I mean, five years from now, you could be married and raising a family... But if you plant the lesbian seed in your dad's head, that's all he's ever going to think of when he sees now, you. Now, you, you've taken an interesting position here. Excuse me, John. We're going to take a this different uh, uh, sort of direction here with this. Because in the past, you've said you've taken the position that males who consider themselves homosexual who then go get married are doing something wrong. Right. It's just not possible to do that. That's right. And we even got some email and faxes about that. People who were concerned they didn't want to be gay, but they were. And I, I kind of agree with you that if somebody's either gay or they're not, and if they are, to try to force themselves into a heterosexual mold is a disaster. But you seem to think that women can kind of go back and forth. That's right. Like a, like a saloon door. Yeah. Well, I'm not, <laughs> sure, I'm not sure that's accurate. Now, Janelle did mention that she may believe she may believe herself to be bisexual, so it certainly is a possibility for Janelle. But I think your point is well taken, and that is people do all kinds of things when they're approaching adulthood that may or may not be ultimately who they are or things that they may do at 18 that they're much more comfortable with when they're 21, so it's not so traumatic to confront important people in your life with the information. Right. You know, why put yourself through it now? There's plenty of time. Take it easy. When the time is right, don't obsess about it. It will, it will in its own way, come about, okay? Do you live at home, Janelle? No. No, so oh. that's also easier, you know. I mean, it, it's a little tough because can you understand that people who begin to understand themselves as gay really want the important people in their life to see them as they are developing this new sense of self? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. can you understand that? Well, but, but, yeah. But but don't be in a huge hurry. That's what I'm saying because you know it's gonna people are gonna have trouble changing their idea. Of there who goes you are. Drew's high horse, by the way. <laughs> you don't that, disagree with me, do you? No, I don't. No, yeah, yeah I, I understand. You're gay. You want to tell the world, but it's 
you just got to keep be, certain things under your under your skirt. I was going to say hat, but we'd all be pretty pathetic for the same people we were when we were eighteen, though. You know? Yeah, that that is true. I was uh, cleaning. Carpet. Wait a minute, you just dissed her. I know I didn't diss her at all. I'm just saying okay. that you no, know. No, but he said we all. Some time to think. I mean, think, what what kind of what kind of weird crap are you into when you're eighteen? I mean, think about the geeks and nerds that you were. Stuff, you know? I was a virgin. <laughs> you're a virgin. Shit, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't FCC's. get that out of there. Sorry about that. Totally. That's Sorry all right. That. You, you're vir- when did you lose your virginity? Oh man, no, I did. I did. <laughs> I up the right your... no, I was. I was a really. You know, I. Um, I was a late bloomer. And just uh, didn't happen until I was like you know eighteen and a half. But now you're on tour, making up for it. <laughs> you're darn right. You're on a. You're you're on a quite a pace, well, aren't you? You know, it's life's been good. Yeah. Okay. So you're si- <laughs> so, so whatever. You're, you know, you're yeah. single, I'm, right? I'm not, I'm not one of those rock and roll type, but you know, right. But you're but you're a man. Yeah. And let me explain something about men very quickly before we go to break. A lot of people think there's something different about something happens magically when a guy has some celebrity, whether he's uh, in a rock band or having a TV show or movie career. They go, what's wrong with all these guys? You know, playing about and doing this and that. They're the same guys. They're just Doing what they can do. I mean, it's the same guy who's working at the Circle K who can't get any now is <laughs> is being hounded by groupies uh, not go and taken. Come on, I have to kicking. agree, man. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. The guy at the Circle K may be prepared. He has his Hustler magazine, but he doesn't have the opportunity. Four years of philosophy, and that's it. <laughs> that's it, bro. It was three years. <laughs> and we'll be back with more filter after oh, this. Professor. Love line. Call Love Line. One eight hundred Love One Nine One. That's one eight hundred L O V E One Nine One. Love Line. I'll be right back. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you know I'm on board for anything that helps. That's why I'm happy to talk about Lumosity.com. They're online games that are based on the science of neuroplasticity, designed to help you improve your brain's performance. And again, these games are customized to meet your specific goals, help you become sharper, more focused. I've been playing the games at Lumosity for a while now, and it really seems to be helping. I particularly like the Memory Matrix, which I use sometimes before radio to get some focus going. They have over 40 million people playing these games. It's easy to get started, and the games are fun. You can play anywhere from your computer, iPad, iPhone with the Lumosity app, and the app will remind you when it's time to play the games each day. So go to Lumosity.com, click the Start Training button to create your own program, then start playing your first game. That is Lumosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. Well, this is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. They are the lads from Filter. The lads are back from the bathroom. Richard Patrick and Brian Lee Skang. And let me give the phone number out, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. And let's talk about this CD, Short Bus. Uh-huh. I happen to like that name. <clears throat> now, I a lot of people may not get the uh, inference. Short bus is basically the bus that the retarded kids 
Right on. And why it's well, shorter, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's not as many retarded kids as there are regular kids. I, I don't know. And I know it sounds like a cruel subject, but it was always kind of a joke. Uh, like when I was in high exactly. school and stuff, I was like, yeah, he's waiting for but the see, short bus. You're the people we're trying to fight against. You're trying to educate people like yeah, me? Yeah, well, not educate, just... Look at a guy named Stephen J. Hawking. Right, the the uh, f- you well, know the w- prominent physicist. Right, wrote that wonderful book explaining Brian, the universe. Explaining the ahead. universe. Go ahead, Brian. What about him? Pontificate on the subject, please. Well, a guy like this discovers black holes, but can't fix himself breakfast. Therefore, he's special. He's on the short bus. Therefore, we respect the short bus. Right, but for every one, however, him, there's about three hundred. But there's about you know you can take it either way. I mean, personally, whatever. Look at him print. Look at what? It looked good in print. Yeah. So. And it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a fun name. And as long as you're not, do you, do you get letters and things like that from? Actually, no. No. No one. You don't? No. no we thought Maybe we that's bad. We thought we didn't. Yeah, well. All we yeah. have to do is say it's the celebration of the different, which it is. Right. And we don't get any flack. Well, that's what really Love Line is all about. <laughs> the celebration of the different. And speaking of different, Trey, yeah. you're different. I'm different. You're on Love Line. All right. Well, I have three things, really. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say to Dr. Drew that I think he's way off base on the idea that uh, the liberals um, are opposed to assisted suicide. Okay. Oh, of course he is. Yes. He this missed the mark by a mile. The, well, then, then, may, then maybe it is everybody is just in favor of it. Oh, well. There, uh, that may be the case. You, because you, I, I, it worries to me that... Well, I, I don't know. I, I really am talk, talking from a place of no All right. knowledge. Anyway, Trey, I, everybody ahead. I talk to is in favor of it. Let's put it that okay, way. Okay. Well, I think you can't divide things into liberal and conservative anymore. It's just too too blurred. You right, know this, what? I, I really agree with the Trey. This, that, this, that that really is kind of my point in talking to you about that. Is that everybody's kind of in favor of it? All right. This isn't the McLaughlin report, okay, okay, though, okay, Trey. Okay. Let's go. What's the also, problem? You have a problem right, with your okay, penis? Yeah. All right. I also have a couple <laughs> questions. For One is, um, what is Hey Man nice shot about? Oh. I've heard Ooh. rumors that it's like about, uh, well, not rumors, but suggestions that it's about Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah. Ooh. See, this is the this is the problem with rumors. See, the thing is, is I wrote that song's lyrics a year and a half before he tried it the first time. And uh, I remember the day that it happened, like a week later, my brother Robert called me up and he said, geez, you know, people are going to think that Hey Man, Nice Shots about Kurt Cobain. And I never really thought about it because the, the song was a year and a half old. And... Uh, it really disturbed me because, you know, some of the letters that I got, like, in the email, you know, as, right as the record came out, a lot of it was like, well, I don't know why you're talking about Kurt Cobain like that, but I still like the song. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on here. So I had to really bug everyone at the record company to just try and get as many newspapers to, 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 to print that it was just not about Kurt Cobain. It was really about way. Freddie Prince. No, 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 dude. Who was it? I heard it was about that politician. Wasn't I, about that Chapman guy either. Politician that shot himself in front of in in front of the TV crew or or on television. Uh, yeah, basically what happened was, I was inspired by several things. This guy, when I was seventeen, this guy held a press conference because he felt that he was being uh, misunderstood by the government and the judicial system. And he decided that the only way to solve his problems and the problems of the government and everything else was to hold a press conference and and uh, end his life. And I just thought to myself, well, what does it take to be able to to do that? What is it? What does it take to 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 be able? How far against the wall do you have to be 
to 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 do something like that. Or I, I'd say right up against it. I think that's actually <laughs> your your ass is probably into the wall, properly <laughs> you, pressed up now, against the insulation. And the other thing was the kamikaze pilot. Just that whole mindset of just, jeez. You know, yeah, I know. Could you imagine? I mean, it's real plane, like noble yeah. and stuff, and you see it in the movies. But these beep, guys beep, 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 would beep, beep, have beep. their you know shot of sake <laughs> and climb into these planes that were just stuffed full of explosives and just aim it need a couple at a carrier. Of before that. I mean, could you? Oh, that's weird. But yeah, they, I need they, some like California roll and stuff too. I would not, and some like eel and everything. I would not get on that plane. <laughs> they, they believed though they, they, were, they were being uh, martyred and they were really be you know entering a kingdom of heaven was just by doing it. Right. They believed that. Right. If think, you really believed that at the end of the explosion you'd wake up in, in some nirvana, right? You might think about it. Right. Instead of painted on the side of a carrier. Right. <laughs> but but the the thing is is so this politician had a news conference sat there, put a gun in his mouth, <laughs> and blew his brains out on, on television. Yeah, yeah. And they showed it, too, kids. basically. They, yeah. they showed Family a, program. In Cleveland, they showed the whole thing. They did. Uh, God bless God bless the uh, executives in television. You know, you watch one of these movies like Conan on TV. They show 140 guys being decapitated. There's one quick breast shot in the whole freaking movie, and they got to cut it out. But what the hell are we thinking about in this society? It doesn't take a philosophy major to figure this one out, does it, Brian? Not that I can fathom. A bunch of pent-up right. pencil prick yeah. fools. That's right, and you can say it. Say it again. Pencil pricked fools. All right, now you're getting a little full of yourself now, so relax. <laughs> you All right. Keep riling me. Now, now speaking of uh, Nice Shot Man, yeah, we're going to play that song. Oh. And we're going to play it right now. Well, the feel good song of the year. <laughs> Break it out around the holidays, everybody. <laughs> nice shot by Filter, and we'll be back. Hello. 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 Love line will be right back. Tony Bennett, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right, we're back with the boys from Filter, Richard Patrick and Brian Leesgang, and we're going to get in, uh, I think we can get in a quick call before we go to the uh, 10 second ID at the top of the hour. Mike? Yeah. You're on Love Line. Hey, Adam. Hey, Dr. Drew. Mike? Hey. Hey, Filter. Uh, I had a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. Um, what exactly is a dental dam? I've heard of that before. Dental dam is basically a sheet of latex. You can oh. create your own dental dam by taking a dry condom and just cutting the tip off and then cutting along the axis of the tube. Yeah, ma- then... make sure and take it off your penis first. Yeah, it should so not be applied. Be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No knives uh, when applied. <laughs> and uh, you have a sheet of latex, and you lay that over any mucosal surface, any body surface where there could be fluids. So yeah, that's for like safe sex. Then that's a safe sex technique. Yeah, yeah. I like sex. to poke a couple of holes in it so I can breathe. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Drew, should we do the dental damn joke? Which one? I've already forgotten it. Oh, this is my best joke. What? 
sometimes you have to go through the dam to get to the beaver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, like that right. kind of humor, We're don't you? We're having a lot of fun. Yes. I do know now why I forgot the joke. Yes, you, you, you pushed it out of your mind, Drew, like all my good humor. Falling on deaf ears. Jennifer. Hi. Um, well, first I have something to say to Filter. Hello. Hi, I'm Rich. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that... I'm pregnant? Huh? No. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm pregnant with your child, Rich. Remember? No, oh, Christ. Um, uh, <laughs> no, that's I, all I need right now. <laughs> no, I just want to say that um, you're really attractive, and hmm. I saw you on the Fashionably Loud show. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you were... I heard that you had squirted water on a... How did you hear that? Bubble? Who told you that? Seventeen magazine. Oh, oh. seventeen magazine. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, real happy to be there, and, uh, and she was all chasing you with like a bottle or a glass of champagne. Yeah, clutching a bottle of wine. And now, what happened? What you do, to Naomi yeah. Campbell? I just, you know, my if you've ever seen a, a filter concert, it's like it's all about the mosh pit and it's all about just having fun and you know just watching these these women walk around. It just like, I saw you eyeing a couple. You're like, mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. I was. The thing was the, the thing that really irritated me is that you know here, we were talking about. You know, Arba Dwyer and, and or Hey Man, Nice Shot. Well, Under is about doing acid. Yeah. One yeah, song's about suicide, one's about acid, right? and you got Kate Moss strolling you know, around in a skimpy little. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, hanging out with Chris Isaac and all those guys. Uh, yeah. and, and I like the people from MTV, but it was a very strange circumstance for us. <laughs> and I just just felt like doing it, and I did. I, I, it was like, I, I was like, I was pseudo. You hosed her down. You lashed out, didn't you? You know, they give me 30 minutes on stage sometimes, and I just do whatever I want. And, and uh, was she pissed off? or oh, she... Completely. Oh, really? Oh, she was very ticked off. Look, and the thing is, the designer, Mark Jacobson, was just like, whatever. Right. You know, oh, was... she was pissed off because it got <clears throat> on her dress? She's never a... been hosed down on a runway before. You know, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I'm generalizing, and I hope I, I don't mean to I'll be, go bash all supermodels. But the thing is, I mean, you know that this woman has had everything hand-fed to her at some point all through her life. Right. Because of her beauty. And I think that's, you know, it's it's wonderful to be beautiful, and it's wonder, wonderful for her to be this knockout woman, but at the same time, it does not make her any better than anyone else. But and, once in a while, you need a guy in a band to bring it down to earth. <laughs> Right, regurgitating on you while you're on a rant. And we'll be back in ten. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, I'm going to do what we call resetting in the radio business. The phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. The name of the show is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. And tonight, our guest is Filter, Richard Patrick and Brian Liesgang. And when we left off, you were talking about... Uh, uh, Penis whipping Naomi Campbell in front of a whole no. shocked crowd and her parents. <laughs> what was that? I, someone actually thought that I was eye raping girls. Eye raping? Eye raping. That's. that's I think only Marty, I was, I was Marty Feldman could have done you know, that. Like, see, the thing is, the truth is, you couldn't see at the honesty, time after three bottles of in, vodka. In all honesty, I was so just 
focused on <laughs> singing the notes of the <laughs> damn song. Trying to stand up, you know. You know, but I was just so focused on singing it because it's a hard, hey man, they shot. I'll tell you, that's a pretty hard song to sing. Yeah, I mean, it's got to take it out of you. It, well, and and you're doing it. I mean, how many times I a month? It. I how many it. times well, a year? Well, you know, I mean, that, when you're out on tour and everything. Day, that day we had to rehearse it four times because of the camera crew and all that, which I wasn't aware of. And so by the time we had actually done it, I had sang that song. I think it was like six, seven times. What is it we're talking about here? We're, we're talking about uh, the fashionably the, loud. The fashionably things. loud on MTV what, what when Richard uh, what, what is threw battery loud? acid. <laughs> what? what is fashionably loud? It's this new idea MTV had. They thought it'd be a great idea if we take, like, okay, there's fashion and music. I and see. so we'll take some bands and we'll have them uh, have I models see. walk. See, he I wrote see. this but song about Kurt Cobain snuffing No, <laughs> no, man. Wait a minute. Wait. This is, yeah, you, you're the guys that get hey, me in trouble with He took a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> no, no, man. Have you seen those autopsy yeah, photos? Right. I've had it. No, I haven't. Have uh, you? Yeah, they're on the really? net. Really? Yeah. Where'd you go? Oh, they're on the net? Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not really interested in the, the macabre or the morbid. I, I, I just, it gives me, I have enough, I have bad dreams. You're on tour with White Zombie, man. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Because I see, like, some animal duty or something, and I'm up <laughs> I'm up for a week. I'm very easily disturbed. <laughs> so I don't want to see, like, just a, well, I don't want to get into it. But the point is, is these supermodels need to be knocked off their high horse. Am I right? Uh, passe, done, over. Okay. Mexico? All right. Danny? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're on Love Line. Oh, right on. Want well, to shout out to Filter? Say hey. Hey. I have two questions. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, one, my first question would be, um, back in 1988, I got married. And in 1990, we got separated. And uh, uh, we filed for a, sep- for, uh, for a divorce, but the papers never got put in. And now since it's 1996... Um, I cannot find this gal to be able to get this divorce, and I want to know, is there any way that I can legally, if I can't get a divorce legally without finding her, but is there anything else I can do? Let's ask our panel of lawyers. <laughs> the hell do we know about this? Now you got to call a lawyer. You need a private this guy's detective, in a man. band. This other guy's got his finger up old people's rectums all day, and I'm <laughs> napping. What do we know about the law? At, at least call a legal, a legal aid society. Maybe they can help you out. I, I think it's a question that should be, or, or a clerk of a court even. I, I would think there'd be somebody that could answer this question or at least send you in the right direction pretty easily. So basically, I'm kind of out of luck. With Is that what I said? Money. Is that what I said? <laughs> Boy, the the glass is half full, isn't it, Danny? Yeah. Danny, he just told you to go out and seek some advice. He didn't tell you whether you could find her or whether it was legally binding or anything. I think there must be somebody that can tell you exactly what you need to do to get out of this marriage. Uh, okay, now, also, second question. Um, my last relationship, I was with this gal for about eight months. Oh, it's always you, 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 isn't yeah. it, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> what about the guys from we were, Filter? We were, very, we were pretty sexual active. I mean, we were... You know, sexual sex, active. Very sexual active, at sexual. least once to three times a day. And we did several experiments, like through bondage and whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, now, hold on. No, bro. whatever. No. Relax. Yes, bondage. Yeah, we tried that, too. But anyhow... What is that uh, accent? Where are you calling from? <laughs> but <laughs> the bottom of a well. <laughs> and now I'm in this current relationship that we've been together now for for roughly a year now, and we haven't we we're not as sexual as active. I mean, I mean, I don't. We may have sex like maybe twice hey, a week. Danny, what's the Danny, problem? Danny, Danny, let me explain to you something. You ever seen that show Schoolhouse Rock? 
no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think you've answered my question. <laughs> well, I'm 29 years old, so I wonder if that has to be Old with enough it. to speak the Queen's English. I'll tell you that, Danny. <laughs> Conjunction function. <laughs> What's your function? Screwing oh. up sexual. phrases sexual. like sexual active. <laughs> <laughs> Read more porno, man. Danny? Yeah. Do you consider yourself a very sexually person? Oh, I did a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if there was anything medically or anything might be to deal with relationship-wise. Um, I'm going to say yes. Guys, <laughs> Danny, I got to be honest with you. No one's heard a word you said. Get <laughs> we're all just, we're all getting punchy over here. Uh, I bet. Somebody opened up a ether balloon and uh, er, er, this show spun out of control. Danny, you seem like a good guy. Good luck with the divorce. Uh, have fun with the bondage and just make sure no one takes an eye out. <laughs> well, you can see what we're dealing with here. Oh, man. You guys get this is uh, making the white zombie crew look like a Mensa meeting. <laughs> All right. Where were we, Drew? We're going back to the phone. Okay, Drew's pointing. You've got a good feeling about this one? I hope so. Chuck! Yeah. How's the grammar? All right. All right. Good. Grandpa's fine, too. Good. At this point, I'm not very sexual active. Good. <laughs> that guy was smart. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say hi to you guys. What's going on? Chuck. I have a question for uh, Dr. Drew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, my girlfriend went off the pill about a little over a month ago, mm-hmm. and, um, and we've been do- using uh, protected sex. And uh, What have you been doing? Just condoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, now she's like a week and a day late. Like, she just stopped the pill. It takes about six months often to establish normal cycling again. Okay, see, that's what I wanted to ask because, you know, she's kind of freaking out. I'm trying to uh, stay low, you know, lay low about it. And you, you're we, supportive you're using a condom, right? What's that? You're using a condom? Is that what you said? Yeah, well, we haven't even. Chuck, what do you mean lay low? <laughs> We've been laying real low. You like to hold up in some motel or something? <laughs> cut the phone wires? Cancel the credit cards? <laughs> but wait, wait. Did you say you haven't even had sex? Well, we have. I'm just saying like in the last week, it's just been like we were kind of freaking out here because normally she was really regular. Like, all right. All right. Are you, wait, you know, and then when you're on the pill, you're going to be regular because the pill makes you regular. Right. And it now, takes and a while. The change for... in the hormone levels, etc. Yeah, uh, it's gonna take a while. Yeah. Take a while. Uh, so, like, how long should we wait till you know we should be really concerned about this? Just go take a test. Yeah, get, get, we'll it. get a urine pregnancy test. I mean, two I, weeks. That's about two weeks out. That's accurate. I mean, wait another week and get a urine pregnancy test. I hate so, that time. Wait another week. <laughs> yeah, wait another week and then do it. But look, um, it's probably just the, the. Let me ask you this: You're using a condom, right? Yeah. It's not failed. It's not broken. Nothing's happened to the condom. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. One broke, and we we knew it right away. And this was this was like way uh, prior to uh, ejaculation. So I didn't even I didn't even do my thing. I just totally stopped, and mm-hmm. that was that. So, and I know there's a pre-cum factor, or whatever. But, right. Um, like there was no. Uh, like I didn't ejaculate in her. Okay, all right. So it's unlikely, very unlikely. That's give it, give it another week. Keep telling her that it's Chuck. Very unlikely. unlikely. Another week. Take a urine pregnancy test from the pharmacy and uh, take it easy. Don't Chuck. Worry. Yeah. Let me give you some good advice uh, here. Give me some, Adam. She's probably not pregnant, right? Well, that's what probably I'm not. 
That's probably true. That's what we're hoping for. Now, don't act like it during the two weeks or the extra week that you're waiting. Meaning, be you know, give that whole wrap of whatever you want to do. I'm behind you 100. percent I'll be there if you want. And then if she's pregnant, you can you can kind of try to weasel your way out of stuff later. And I don't mean to be a bad example, but the worst thing you can do as a boyfriend is start arguing over what should be done, and I'm not going to pay for, and you know all this kind of crap. Oh, and then no, it turns not, out she's not pregnant. Because yeah, you will not, be not cut all, off for life at that point. I've been totally supportive. All right, good and rap. I, and I know that uh, like this is this is pretty common. I was just right. All right, keep up. Yes. And uh, how how effective are those uh, are the uh, urine tests? They're pretty accurate. About two weeks. Yeah, but you got to hit the stick. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Yeah. By the way, I want to compliment Richard. Richard uh, from Filter because. We have this thing, you know, I got to tell you, whenever a band comes in here, I have to explain to them it's important to sit upright and talk into the microphone because after about 10 minutes, their feet are up on Drew's head. They're leaning back, <laughs> nursing a bottle of Jack and a cigarette, and they're like, a, you know, they're a good 40 feet away from the mic. So I tell that to the guys from Filter. Now, Richard has really taken my, because he has like inhaled the microphone. <laughs> the Richard goes, yeah, all right, I'll stay up on the mic. And he's actually like, C- committing oral sex <laughs> with the microphone, and I don't, I'm not bashing you. I really, I'm Drew. Am yeah, I right? no, no. He actually com- he, he appreciates and repeats to me how much he appreciates. He does it for are, a living. This guy mic, sucks so. a mic six nights a right, week. All right, man. so he knows. He gets five to ten thousand kids screaming and then encouraging him. He's going to keep doing it even if there's no one. No, there. that's good. It's that's a good. Habit at this point. The mic is in my mouth. Now, there's nothing I can do about now, it. Now there's nothing to the fact that it's black. That doesn't make it different. Oh man. Oh, big too. <laughs> we really need like a penis colored windsock. Jason, on Jason, top. are you there? Yeah. All right. What can we do for you? Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Um, hey. I have a question for Filter about uh, the Macintosh that you recorded your album on, which is uh, really broken right now, and we yeah, are really mad at itself it. itself flying out of four-story windows. But we do love. Yeah, about the particular machine. No, actually, yeah. uh, you. It, you were going to record on a PowerBook or something. I was wondering how that program. Is that true? What sort of yeah. peripherals you need? Uh, you can't really do it on a PowerBook. You need like a Mac. I know this is a sex-related question. It uh, is. No, no. You got feel free to talk. As scuzzy long in, as you scuzzy want. out. Uh, you need like a Mac and some uh, DigiDesign software and hardware and a bunch of ex- too expensive stuff to run it, but. I don't know. Actually, with the power mag, you can record at home. It's easy. Is, so is it getting to the point where you're not going to have to go in? Oh, it is. We never do. That's us. Right we there. record you know, our we, whole we, record at home. At home? Yeah. Yeah, at home. On what kind of computer? On a Macintosh. Macintosh. What kind? Uh, it was Quadra a Quadra 650 at the time. So now like a Performa or something? Is that? Well, when we get the new one, uh, after we blow this one up, yeah. And and how yeah. does it, I mean, how does it work physically? It's I a mean, big, huge digital You sit there with the guitar with a mic, and it just goes right into the computer, and you see the waveform on the it's screen, a, and you it's can a little do bit whatever more you want. Complicated than that. It's it's you know there is a soundboard, there is a microphone, there has to be an amplifier, there is a guitar. Just so instead of going to tape, you go to a computer. Right, and then you guys can mix it. And, and you don't need an engineer. No, that's until we mix it. At some stage, yeah, we lay it all the tape and then we mix it. And but at the actual tracking, writing, and recording is all done 
with this tiny little studio that we have called the Midgets. Wow. And and acoustically everything's the same though, right? I mean you have sure. to be in sure. a room you, you couldn't you couldn't be in like you a, a different vibe. You don't something. get that A and M studio vibe or, you know, that big, you know, sound that some people desire in some kind of schlock way, but you know, you capture our lives, I don't know. Like, but it, it sounds really, it's, like our it's an interesting historical sort of footnote here. I mean we're talking to people that, that uh, make music in their home and the country consumes it. Right. Know, in the old days, they had to, you know, practice for, you know, spend weeks in some, in Tahiti or wherever that is. Three years ago, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's so lifeless doing it that way. I mean, we like to, you know, we're, we're getting, we have these studios in the back of a van. We drive out to the mountains or we go down to the beach or wherever the hell we feel like working. That's yeah. so amazing. Wow. And I can't, I have a computer. I can't, can't do anything with it. You got to do no. a radio show from your <clears throat> Mac. I wish I could. Just talking to the keyboard? Yeah, just talk right into the keyboard. Right, I'm, I'm going to try that tonight, man. Seriously? <laughs> okay. <I'll teach> you. <laughs> All right. Drew, you want to pick another call? I just like to watch him point, doesn't it? It's like one of the kids on the short bus. And then he, he, he just points. He never says anything. Justin? Yeah. You're on Loveline. Uh, yeah, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah, Justin. Um, see, my fiance is like seven months pregnant, uh-huh. and she recently read that uh, it's harmful for the baby if we have sex. I don't believe that's true. I know there's there's concern about it, yeah. uh, particularly if she's having preterm labor. Does she have any any problems that way? No, she's it's no. been a totally normal pregnancy. It's been perfect. As I understand it, is it is relatively safe, so yeah. I, I don't think you have to be too concerned about it. And it said that. Um, it can in the last two months it can cause a premature labor. Right, it can induce exactly, and that if you, if she's having preterm preterm labor, we call it, uh, then you don't want to do it. You want to she wants to stay down and take it easy and not stimulate anything. Um, Drew but, is saying blowjob. But is, she, that, is that code for that? No, that's okay. that's saying not not <laughs> don't even draw the curtains, keep her quiet. Uh, <laughs> seriously, it's it's uh, there's a point at which you have to be very very careful, but. Uh, for most pregnancies that are going well, I don't think that there's a problem. But you, she ought to talk to her gynecologist, obstetrician, okay? But what about the psychological implications? I mean, it's to really... Uh, to me. Okay, what are they? Well, to the child. It's like you're having sex with your kid in the room. Except, <laughs> no, wait, you're having sex with your kid in the womb. It's, <laughs> it's like what Barbara Walters would... How she would describe it. I mean, I don't know. I mean... That's what? Are we talking to the same guy? Rowdy mom. Justin? Yeah. Your pregnant wife likes to tie you up? Yeah. Uh, she's kind of dominant. Does, does she does she beat you? Mm, I, I have a hard time getting her to, but... <laughs> Whatever, Justin. Just take care <laughs> of the right, kid. Justin. Will you create a new focus in your life? Hey, you have a family now. Good luck with the kids. <laughs> God. <laughs> wow! Uh, that, that, I'm I'm back to my legislation for testing at age 30 to decide if somebody's ready to have kids. I'm back to my uh, superhuman uh, screening program where unless hey, you guys would like this, unless you can do the quarter mile in under 20 minutes, you're out. You're off the planet. I mean, unless you were like you know Vietnam veteran, you got no leg or something, then we'll raise it like 25 minutes. But I'm saying let's thin the herd. You know what I mean? We need to you cut. know about Darwin and philosophy. Yeah, we Natural need to cut. order of selection. Can you imagine this poor guy, his kids, like like at age five. Uh, um, I'm sorry, my dad can't come to the phone. Mom's beating the crap out of him in the next room. 
he'll call you back when uh, he's done licking his wounds. <sighs> it's a sick world we live in. Adam. Yes. You're on Loveline. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Adam. Say hi to the filter, guys. Hi, filter. Yeah. Poor Adam's been waiting about an hour and a half. Oh, really? That's okay. You guys are funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my question is for uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh, me and my fiance, uh, we were uh, discussing about family genes mm-hmm. and genetically linked uh, disorders and addictions, other things. Right. And um, one of them was uh, alcoholism mm-hmm. because it it runs in her side of the family and my side. Mm-hmm. But neither her or I um, are have you know we're neither of us. You skipped the gene, right? You're not you using the generation. Well, you're not Why using. Not? You're not using anyway. But so what's your question? Right, but and we recently had a daughter, and we were wondering if it was going to skip and to her and. No, it doesn't. The disease may skip, but the genes don't skip. In other words, you have to have the predisposition. The only way it appears that the gene is skipping is if somebody doesn't manifest the disease during their lifetime in spite of carrying the genetic predisposition, which does happen. People have have such a, for instance, somebody sees their dad die of alcoholism. They are so horrified by that that they never touch alcohol. Right. Usually, that person will marry an alcoholic. By the way, but they, you know, they could right. be an alcoholic. But themselves. they carry the gene. They carry the gene. They have a child. Fifty percent of their children will be alcoholic. Right. So the gene didn't really skip a generation. The disease just didn't manifest. Right. right. It didn't take. Right. So now, you guys don't know whether you have the gene or whether it didn't take. Right. 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 So. And it sounds like you don't have it. I mean, frankly, but but uh, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Well, you know how you test for that. I have a cocktail, man. <laughs> well, interestingly, there there is there, sound advice. there are some oh. recent publications that suggest in in the sons of alcoholic fathers, if you are highly resistant to the motor intoxicating effects of alcohol, it's highly predictive of having the alcoholic effects. There was, if you're you somebody mean? that can drink somebody under the table, and your dad was an alcoholic, you are an alcoholic, That's even <laughs> even if even if the disease oh, hasn't manifested yet. That sounds like some kind of drunken patriot group or something. Yes, we're the sons of alcoholic fathers. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be meeting next week. The, with the daughters of the American Revolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what. All right, they should they should like have a softball game with the daughters of the American Revolution. The sons of, and the sons of Italy. And we'll be back with more Filter after this. Hello. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. Here on Loveline with uh, Dr. Drew and Richard Patrick and Brian Leesgang from Filter. And let me give the phone number out, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. Fax is like this. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys in Filter that I love your music even more now that I've heard what cool guys you are as people. A little redundant, but Okay. Uh, and uh, to the guy, that would be uh, Richard, who soaked Naomi 
You go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, uh, we, you made a fan. And now it's time to go back to the phones. John. Yes. You're on Loveline. Yeah, so I have a question. Um, can you get AIDS from giving oral sex to a female? Theori- I'm like, I'm not here. Theoretically, yeah, you can. You can? Theoretically. Do you have to use the uh, oral dam or whatever? you got to use that dental dam. Any exchange of fluid, any mucosal contact is a potential route of transmission. Has anyone ever gotten AIDS through? I don't know I don't know that's been documented. I know that in year in Britain they're they're questioning the validity of considering that a risk behavior. I think it's safest just to look at the general concept that any fluids that you're contacting could potentially do it. So avoid the contact if you can. I mean none of these things are totally safe, but you want to reduce the risk as much as you can if you really uh, believe you're at risk. How do you use the oral dam? You just—it's like a sheet of saran wrap. And you just lay it down over anything you're going to contact. Fun, huh? You know, I'll tell you basically how you use it, John. You know, like when you're you're in a car and the heater's on and the windows are rolled up, and one of your buddies passes gas, and you pull your t-shirt up over your nose. You go, "Oh Christ, come on, Lou, for Christ's sake!" And he's screwing with you because you got power windows, and he puts the lock thing on, and then he cranks the heater up a little more. And you're like, oh, for the love of Christ. That's what you do. You, it's like pulling the shirt up over your nose, like you're, you're going to hold something up, basically. Am I right? Yeah, you put it in front of your mouth. Drew's right. But here's what i got to say about that. I have enough trouble navigating that area, negotiating that very intricate area of a female. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tough enough to figure out what's going well, on down then there. Then you got to go look for the saran wrap. you got to you know? go with a, with a latex over your tongue. Right. It's like you're already in a maze. Now you got a hefty bag over your head and someone spun you around. How do you breathe? You're never getting out. Oh. <laughs> or in. You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah, All right. Thanks. All right. <laughs> I'd like to hear this one. This looks interesting. We should have done a whole for an hour and a half, too. Angie. Hey. <coughs> hey. <laughs> um, my question's about cocaine. Yeah? Um, this customer, like, told me that um, cocaine really in the street, that what people buy isn't really cocaine. It's, like, lidocaine. Lidocaine. They, they mix lidocaine in very often. Or they'll put lidocaine and speed together or something like that. But it is part cocaine? Usually. What is What is the word cane? Like you Because uh, you hear uh, novocaine, right. lidocaine. The, the canes are a particular family of compounds. I don't know that I can talk intelligently about what makes them, what what common elements they have. They're in they're top. They're anesthetics typically. Okay, I, mean, I think it means expensive in Latin. <laughs> they, they, they they well they act by decreasing. Well, I forgot. I'm not going to be able to talk intelligently about. It. But um, what 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 is your concern? Well, is it more dangerous than like just straight cocaine or? No. Is it the same or? It's the same. It's it's the, that's bad. just what gives you like the edginess or no, whatever? No, the lidocaine is what makes your nose go numb uh-huh. and makes you believe you're using cocaine. Okay. Angie? Yeah? Good luck with the habit. <laughs> How much is cocaine a gram these days? Is any? Know. You guys are in a band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know you send your lidocaine out to school. I know, yeah, I know, I know you're, that you're <laughs> sniffing it off nipples <laughs> of supermodels. But oh, is there ever any price involved with that? I have no Besides the heavy emotional burden one has to pay, I mean, because it used to be like a, it was like a hundred bucks, and and then it was up to like a hundred and ten, maybe a hundred and twenty, and it's in it maybe in the early eighties or mid eighties when it was sort of at the height of its popularity, or even mid or late eighties, and then it, it it seemed to have dropped down quite a bit. 
All I know is that they've undercut it with speed. That speed is so much longer acting, so much less expensive, so much more available, so much more widely distributed that most people are using that drug now. Um, and then I'm also hearing that ecstasy is making a big comeback, at least here in Southern California, a big comeback, which surprises me. Well, really? Yeah. Well, and Steve Miller's coming to town soon, so <laughs> <laughs> everyone's making a comeback here in L.A. Lori. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Um, I just want to tell you guys this is a great show, and um, I think you're doing a huge service to America by educating a lot of ignorant people. Um, A little self-righteous, aren't we? She can climb up my horse with me. It's fine. All right, Lady Godiva, what's going on? Well, what's going on is I'm sitting here with my girlfriend. We're trying to study. Obviously, it's not working. And um, I have a problem. It's not really a problem. Actually, I am attracted to one of my teachers. He's not really a teacher. He's a teacher's assistant. Does that mean are you in graduate school or something? No. Is he in graduate school? Yes, he is. So he's, he's just assisting in a lab or something? Exactly. He's Thank my lab instructor. Yeah. And, of course, he's in charge of my grades. What are you studying? <laughs> biology, molecular and cellular biology. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Been there. Wow. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> I failed biology in high school, and by the way, only could take science, which somehow was a lot easier in biology that would not let me back into biology. What but is... forget Lori? It wouldn't let you back in? That no. would be bad. Yeah, well, I didn't, want to, I didn't want back, really, either. You know, you're not chomping at the bit after you fail a class. But anyway, Lori, <laughs> uh, it's become too cathartic now. Okay, well, anyway, I'm very, very attracted to him, mm-hmm. and it's distracting me in class. Um, hmm. When is the I, semester I, over? In May. May. I've considered asking him out, but I'm not sure if I should wait until the semester's over. Mm. I don't want him to think that I'm trying to sneak a good grade. Right. Because it's kind of interesting, because if you were really your teacher, if that were his profession, it would be an inappropriate boundary for him to pass. Is but he's kind, of, he's kind of a colleague. He's kind of a peer. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just He's age. just functioning a little bit different role in your in your situation there. Exactly. Um, I would think you could date the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm... How would you go about asking him out, though? That I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions, Adam? Tell him uh, you got a petri dish in your pants and you want him to have a little look. Contaminated a little bit, <laughs> Adam. It's the only biological term I knew. Well, keep it to yourself. See, Adam, you're pretty good at biology. Yeah. Say, uh, uh, hey, big boy, why don't you come over here and dissect my crotch? <laughs> That's funny. Is that funny? <laughs> Scalpel down there, funny. but big guy. Oh, uh, well, I think that's a little too crude. For all right, me. all right. I, don't know if I can handle you're, that. <laughs> You're a classy broad, huh? <laughs> well, Laurie, uh, do you have any, can you hang out at the end of lab or anything, sort of be the last one to leave, that sort of thing? I've tried that, but I, for some reason, you know, I'm very outgoing. But Is this, this, is this, is this the Drosophila uh, studies and that sort of thing you're doing? Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Drew, why don't you just start speaking French so I really can't get involved. <laughs> let, me, let, me use, let me translate. Fruit flies. Oh, Fruit yes. Flies, yes. <clears throat> you you guys are looking into this, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, go go tell him. Um, go go ask him out before your uh, fruit rots on the vine. <laughs> I think I think it's reasonable. That. I think I think Laura, you'll find a way. Keep hanging out late at the end of class. That he'll get the message. Maybe he'll even ask you out. Okay. You think I should do it now or wait? No, I think I think you should keep hanging out late okay. at the yeah. end of class. And, 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 and let me tell you, and, and begin, you know, people hang out at the end of a lab. I mean, having been in a million labs in my day, people just kind of hang out and chat at the end of labs. And, and and it's sort of you, you sort of end your your academic session and begin a sort of a socializing, uh, sort of a winding down. 
And that's a way to get to know somebody. You'll know whether or not he's interested through that, okay? Okay, great. Right. What, do you, what do you figure his graduated cylinder goes up to? Oh, good. You do know that. I do know more about biology than I like to let on. But, uh, yeah, I, I think a girl, well, we're all guys here. We can talk about I mean, you you know when a girl likes you. And turn your mic on quick. When he starts talking like this, it's kind of scary. But so no, uh, stand by. Producer Ann. Yeah. If you like the guy, uh-huh. and the guy was straight, and the guy was single, mm-hmm. and you hung out. After class, and you sort of made a little small talk and established a lot of eye contact and right. asked a lot of questions and did that whole posture thing you chicks do, uh-huh. he would catch on, wouldn't he? Yes. If he was interested. If a woman wants to make make a point, she can. Right. It's very easy to let a guy know. Right. Now, whether with you wouldn't have to ask a guy out. Yeah, but some guys are pretty thick that way. They, they're not uh, tuning into that, especially in, a, in a, you know, that kind of an environment. You know what I mean? Some, some He's an be... academic. He may be... Oh, uh, yeah. Really yeah. Like, wow, it must have really been hot because she took her top right off. <laughs> I hope she's okay. You'd think he picked it up happened. on the signals, though. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, is Anne, you could get a guy to ask... You could send the message mm-hmm. to ask you out without saying so many words. Right. Quite easily. Now, whether he does it or not, that, that remains story? to be seen. So, so what you're saying is there's a suspicion you have that he's not interested. Because if any, if you had had the the clues there, you'd be able to pursue them. <laughs> well, he's in a biology class, so he could be gay. But <laughs> I like to make blanket statements, especially when they're things I haven't been involved with. That's why I failed. Too much testosterone. They tossed me right out. Right, of it. right, right. But the point is, is no, he could be gay, or not he too. could be married, or she could not have started uh, spinning spinning her web. Yeah, as I like to say. Stay with the biological. Right. Lay lay it down. Women shouldn't have to ask. Just show. Oh, great. I just pressed the hold button. Drew, what call do you want? You pick one. I got a cough. (coughs) This is Stacy. Stacy, how you doing? Oh, great, guys. Um, First of all, I just wanted to say that uh, I wanted to congratulate uh, producer Ann and all your call screeners because nobody ever even thinks about them. And as well, congratulations to you, gentlemen. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Although Adam does make a point of, of thanking them every night. Yeah. We are appreciative. Yeah, Believe me. Good. You got a question or you just want to um, give kudos? No, I have a question. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for about three years now, and um, I am very interested in the idea as well as he is uh, about having a threesome. And his birthday is coming up. Yes, yes. His birthday is coming up, and, um, well, my question is, how do I go about finding someone? I mean, you don't publicly announce this and put it on a built-in board. Aren't you kind of doing that now? <laughs> maybe, maybe we better stop you before Just we get into syndicated the, radio the, the show. planning phase and ask some sort of groundwork questions that may from, divert for, you from your course. It's for his birthday, by the way. Yeah, by the way. Paul Hallmark should have a card. <laughs> so, you'd like to bang one of my friends and me. Uh, <laughs> do you really care about your boyfriend? Yes, I do. Do you want to remain with him? Yes, I do. You want the relationship to work? Yes. Don't have the threesome. That's what a lot of people tell me, and I'd like to know why. Because the intimate contact, intimate physical contact, generates feelings that you cannot predict based on the fantasy. Mm-hmm. That the reality of the feelings that come out of it sometimes are entirely different than what you anticipate. There's resentments. There's new emotional connections with the third person. Yeah. There's jealousy. I mean, it is a terribly destabilizing experience. It is highly unusual for a relationship to be able to grow or make it through something like this. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, if it's a big risk if you really care about the relationship, and it's not worth the risk. Yeah, I I mean I hate to agree because Drew said it, but but I do. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with a threesome if, you know, everybody's unattached and everybody's not emotionally tied in. But when you take, you know, two people that are emotionally tied in and one that's not or or one that is and two that aren't, there's trouble. I think if it's just three people and everyone wants to have a good time and just go for pure physical sensation that's great but yeah if you're dating someone or or plan you have plans of marriage or continuing the relationship and there's all those feelings involved there's going to be trouble down the line and the experience is going to last 20 minutes in my case 20 seconds but the, <laughs> but the memory well actually there's really nothing wrong with it. i could probably get a lot of mileage out of the memory but the bad feelings might linger on and we'll be back Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy. Sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. You will listen. from Single Guy, and you're listening to Love Yes, he was. That show was on tonight. I caught it. I enjoyed it. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with Richard Patrick and Brian Leeskang from the band Filter and Drew is perplexed uninspired but uninspired take, just you pick one all right just pick a line you guys say a number between one and six three three nicole that's me you're on love line hi adam hi dr drew hey nicole hi filter hello <laughs> hello i have a question yeah um i was kind of curious not saying that any of you are or would know from personal experience but possibly from just being out in the world how do you know when you're bisexual or if you're just like you know, making things up in your own head, or I mean, how do you know without going out there and doing somebody? In, in, in what context are you asking that that question of us? In what context? In, in other words, have you heard me say, for instance, don't experiment when you're confused, this sort of thing, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, for people that have heard me say that, when, when I'm talking, when I'm saying that, I'm talking to, to about young adults or adolescents. Uh, you're 24. You're really an adult. And if you have an inclination to do something you really want to do and you feel you need to do it to get some clarity, then that I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Right. So but if you hear a voice in your head telling you to kill and you don't kill anyone, That's a good it, thing. does that make you a killer? No. That makes you having hallucinations. <laughs> makes you psychotic. Right. Right. But, I mean, if you have a, a voice in your head saying, grab a boob. <laughs> <laughs> makes you a rapist. <laughs> or a frat boy. <laughs> wow. Everyone's getting into the act. No, but if you're a woman and you and, and you have a voice that says, grab some, some female butt, you know, I, I think eventually you're going to act on it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I, I think that would make you a, like a non-practicing um, bisexual. Possibly bisexual. Right. Or at least somebody with bi intense bisexual urges. I mean, if you were in the perfect heterosexual relationship and totally satisfied, those may go away. Just the way you might have your, your heterosexual urges to do the same thing may go away. 
Huh? Grab something. Right <laughs> I grab my own stuff. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I never, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to, you know, cop some sort of macho uh, stance here, but I never have that. What? Yeah. I never have that uh, grab some 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 other guy's penis. Uh, well, men, voice. yeah, men don't do that with the same comfort and ease as women do. I mean, women, it's, it's much more of a of a possible impulse or or something that they could experience without being feeling bad about. Now, why is that? I mean, because you know, women. And uh, Brian, you're a philosophy major, so maybe you can help out with this. Scientificate. Women are sort of sexually repressed a little in our society. I mean, to the extent that, you know, if a guy goes out and bangs everybody in his high school, he's a stud. And if a woman does it, she's a slut. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's all sorts of other things that where the double standard comes into play. Guys are more homosexually repressed, though. You know, right. if, like a guy wants to go out there and grab a piece of guy ass. Right. It's like a lot worse than if a chick does some. You, you coming on else. to me? I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, this table's okay. dividing. <laughs> Is that what that was? I, you know, you got to keep an open mind. <laughs> and an o- you say open behind? Oh, Indeed. Where enough, is enough. that? All right. All right. There we go. There is the hi-hat. I don't even know where we are anymore. Should we just continue on? Do we have to do this? Uh, we're going to do that at 50. Matt, that would be playing another filter song, by the way. Matt? Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hello, Dr. Drew, Adam, and Filter. Matt. How's it going? How uh, yeah, pretty good, I suppose. Um, I got a question for Dr. Drew. For me? Yeah, uh, that would be When people come out with questions like that, in, in, well, let's see. Well, go ahead. What's up? Uh, what are your feelings on the subject of premature ejaculation? My feelings are I prefer to turn them over to Adam. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. So and go ahead. I always defer those to the lads from Filter. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, what was the question? Talking about pre- ejaculation. Okay. What are our feelings on? I'm all for it because it makes <laughs> me look like a like like the longevity master. Uh, Matt, what? How much time? Um. Well, I would have to say between about ten to thirty seconds. Whoa! Can you get it up like after that, or is that that's uh, it? You know, once in a blue moon, but it's pretty rare. So I mean, when you're when you hit like twenty three seconds, you're you're doing a victory lap. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a good outing. There's there's sweat rolling down. I mean, you know, it's 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 an effort. What are you like a a ferret on a double cappuccino? How the hell do you? I, I can't even. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> now you mean from the time that you enter. To the time that you uh, scurry for the bathroom, it's about 15 seconds? Yeah, well, you know, if, if you want to make an average, yeah, 15 seconds, well, 15 to 20. Has All it, right, well, 20. Has it always been that way? Yeah. Same person? Um, yeah, well, different people. Um, I've been with the same person. Adam, for, Adam uh, has a solution for this. Five yes. years now. I do. Okay. Find Jehovah. <laughs> Was that my solution? I was confused. Wait a minute. You come in 23 seconds maximum with the same person you've been with for five years? Yep. Wow. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're going to give the guy a complex. No, I'm just like... All right. I'm, all right. I, I'm sorry, Drew. <laughs> Takes me like two weeks. Drew, yeah, I know. I mean, I really... I, I have to concentrate. Special, all right. Uh, okay. Matt, listen. Here's what you need to do. Do you service yourself? Um, well, you know, every now and then. Okay. You need to get on a regular maintenance program. Do you understand? Okay. You need to change your semen every 3,000 miles. Okay. Uh, no, what you need to do is you need to 
Oh, for Christ's sake, what Brad. Come on, you're making me uncomfortable now. <laughs> All right, Matt. You need to have yourself about a half hour before you attempt to have your girlfriend. You need to take the bullet out of the chamber. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think I'm getting the picture here. Have you tried that? Kind of warm the tires up, so to speak. Yeah, um, like that, like the burnout they do in, in funny car racing. Right. <laughs> Except well, for not uh, as much smoke. Yeah, I, I haven't. It, it's it's not always that simple, though, you know. I mean, Right. All right. Here's my other one. Oh, I, I remember what it was. Here are the two keys. Masturbate before and... Put a poster of the uh, Hey Vern guy. You know, uh, Ernest? <laughs> Take a poster of Ernest and put him at the foot of the bed or on the ceiling or wherever your 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 uh, line of sight would be during the sexual act. There is no, you'll go. You'll have a sexual marathon. Doesn't baseball work anymore? Yeah, you got to think about that, too. Uh, reading the dictionary, baseball. All right. All right. All right, Matt. Thanks. Yeah. Good luck, sounds bomb, Matt man. sounded a little discouraged, but that's okay. I got a fax here from an old friend. Oh, you want to you read that yeah, real fast? Yeah, it's from uh, my friend Jeff Olson back when I grew up, so I just want to say hi if you're listening, and I will look you up when I get to Oregon. Is he back in He's Portland? He, uh, he is studying physiology, I guess. We grew up in the same neighborhood, neighborhood and we're Cub Scouts and all that stuff together, so it's pretty cool when you run into... People like no, are, you, are you from Cleveland or is that Rachel? No, I, it's me. He's from Cleveland. And you're from? Are you from I, Oregon? No, I'm from uh, Rochester. Rochester. I lived for a long time. I live in Chicago now. Was I not listening? You were not listening. All right. like, well, I'm famous for that. <sighs> we got to do this. Oh yes! All happen. right! All right! All right! We're gonna play another song from the hit Short Bus CD by Filter, and the name of that song is Dose. And that was Dose by Filter off of Short Bus, and we'll be back. Call Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. go. I regret this, but what can you do? We're out of time. I want to thank Filter. I want to thank Richard Patrick and Brian Leesgang for being real sports and hanging out and inhaling the microphone like we told them to do. I want to thank Sherry and Lisa on the phone. I want to thank the lovely Ann producer. I want to thank uh, Brett, who came in and filled in for the uh, Nutless Wonder Mike and did a more than ample job. I want to thank Dr. Drew for being himself, which is the best. I want to thank myself for being mediocre. I want to thank Nancy Sinatra for joining us on Sunday. Sunday. That'll be nice. And we'll talk to you then. are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. The Lights producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.